Hey y'all, it's your girl, actor and welcome to my show. Today we got homeboy Rick on the podcast. He's going to be talking about everything he got. Trust me, Rick is that dude. He's going to be talking about his business, Hot Dog Factory. We're going to also talk about black people and franchise. So you guys can Back, listen to the show, and here go my boy Rick. <laughs> hey y'all, again, this is Joy, and welcome to my show Backstage with at Joy Leah. Today we have Miss Rick. In the building. He's going to be talking about himself, and I'm just going to get right into it and let him take over. Rick, what's up? What up? What up? What's going on? What's going on? I'm here trying to send this text message. I see you. I, I said, I told him, y'all, be on your phone, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. You said, I, I, I said, oh, okay, cool. Look, I said, look, I know you're a busy man, and I just want to get you on the line and see what's going on. Like, Rick, you got a lot going on over there. Seemingly. I, I thank you. I appreciate you for having me, yo. Real talk. Thank you for being on the show. So, Rick. We gonna look. I, I'm gonna keep it simple. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> um, let me see. Me try to center my frame up a little bit. So, uh, nah, man. I'm uh, by myself. Uh, 37, man. You know, born and raised Buffalo, New York. Been in Atlanta almost 20 years. Uh, wow. I came here to attend Clarkland University, That's where I met you. Clarkland yes. University, CAU, and. Uh, Nah, man, I'm just uh, just trying to get it, man. You know, for myself, for my family, and for those that come after me. I heard that. So, Rick, what made you want to get into the business that you're in? I mean, you have the hottest restaurant, franchise, everything going on. What made you want to get into that? Yo, it was a total accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, this wasn't never anything I set out to do. I never was like, I want to be a restaurateur or anything like that. Um, you know, I got an entertainment background. That's what I started off doing. And that's what I'm still doing. And I was uh, able to do okay in it. And I wanted to make some investments. Initially, I invested in a restaurant called Slice. Um, wow. It's a spot from New York and Kyle. On Peter Street. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, they had moved or whatever. And they was on... Uh, Piedmont, where, where Hot Dog Factory is. And uh, I was in there, I owned it for a few months, and I was like, you know, this is cool, but I was like, you know, they already got a pizza up the street <laughs> concept. It just wasn't what it was when we was in school. And a friend of mine, you know, had the hot dog situation. I'm like, yeah, let's do that, and let's, let's really get on blow it out the water. And that's how that kind of happened. And uh, that's how the Hot Dog Factory thing kind of came about, you know, me, my involvement in it anyway. And, uh, yeah, that, that was my intro into the business, and, you know, it, it kicked my butt for for a while, and I, um, I had to learn from the ground up. I had never worked at, like, McDonald's or anything <laughs> growing up. So you I said, had, I never I did none of that. Yeah, I had, I had no knowledge of, of I couldn't drop a fry. You know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I put the work in, and, uh, yo, it started coming to me, and, and now, you know, I'm, I'm throwing things behind my back, man. I yo, 
I see. Listen, I, I remember I came there for homecoming. You was out of there. You was like, I'm done. I see it, and I, I see your grind. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm from Chicago. I love a good hot dog and Polish sausage. Okay, you in the right business. We look, Chicago. It's about seventy five restaurants doing what you're doing, but you're doing something just totally different. And the cool part is that um. I got a homeboy actually that I grew up with. He moved to Chicago probably 10, 15 years ago. He got a family out there. And him and his um, wife actually are about to open up one in Chicago. What? Up one or two, yeah. So we met um, probably two months ago. Yeah, I'm about and, to take uh, over. Yeah, the deal is about to be done here. Hopefully we get it closed by the end of um, this month. But uh, Hot Dog Factory will be coming to Chicago. Don't tell nobody. Nah, I mean, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm a, you know I'm a tape I'm taping early, but Chicago in December yeah. We, yeah. they coming. Look, <laughs> they coming for Patillos and all that. Look, <laughs> but you know what is so crazy about that and the whole franchise and everything that you're doing? It's like that's not all that you're doing. Tell us about some of the other things that you're into because. I mean, you made a great investment, and we're going to continue to talk about that, but that wasn't your first, you know. Nah, um, I, I jumped into the entertainment game. We were still in school. Um, I started off interning at uh, DTP, the yep. Jam, and uh, that led to managing an artist named Stat Quos. That was signed with him and Dre at the time, and uh, I learned a lot over there, and then I managed another group of guys called Turquoise Jeep, big viral hit. Yeah, um, and then that led. Yeah, Jeep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I managed those guys. We toured around. For, YouTube them, um, y'all. Those, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We toured around for a few years, and um, again, learned more doing that. And uh, I had a homeboy by the name of Memphis. Well, have a homeboy by the name of Memphis, and uh, he was married to Toya at the time. And he asked me the manager, and initially I was like, I don't want to do it. Like, what? Y'all, 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 y'all. Cause I was like, man, women is crazy. Yo, crazy. tell us the back end tea. So you knew Memphis. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I knew Memphis. Um, a mutual friend named Joy. She was, um, Memphis was about to do a label. And he was looking for somebody to help run the label. And she was like, yo, I think you'd be a good fit for this. Introduced us. And I, I thought he was a cool dude. Of course, he was maybe toy at the time. And he um, came to me like, look, man, her current manager is just ain't getting it done, you know, with you manager. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, He said, us women women are crazy. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I never had a woman client. And he was like, you know, do it for me. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And and the cold part is him and Toya ended up um, separating not too long after that. Wow. So it's crazy because um, my phone kind of going a little crazy. I see you. Do you think? um, (laughs) Now, what happened was... Uh, they ended up uh, they ended up separating soon after and it was like damn this is my man but this is my client now me and her had you know grown a bond and we was you know what I mean rocking and rolling so, and you was managing um, her yeah so I was kind of in the middle of it but not in the middle like nobody made me choose sides it wasn't no beef and they stuff wasn't better like that they stuff was cool it was you know it was just you know things happened so um, I continued to work with her me and him are still cool to this day um, so I love shout out to Memphis Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how I, you know, that's how I actually got in the position to work with her. And uh, that changed everything. Because wow. Of, you know, music industry to, you know, 
I guess influencers. The word influencer yes. exists back then, but. TV personalities. Yes, it's personalities. That's what's really the thing right now. And you work with just her? No, so I started managing her, then I began to manage her daughter, Regina, as well. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Was you at the party that just happened the last weekend? I was at the party. I I saw it. I know, I saw it. Everybody's tests came back good. (laughs) Yo, everybody was so mad online talking about some. Atlanta's not wearing a mask and oh, listen, man. I, I admit <laughs> No, we're not wearing our masks after we walk through the doors and have gotten yeah. our test because yeah. right. they do and, and, and test you. It's crazy, man. You know, I, I think we heading for another shutdown, and I'm not 100 percent against it. Man. I, I want to get this behind us. I want to lose another summer. Um, I don't either. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, if they got to um, do it. Yeah, I, I understand, but uh, so yeah, I manage her. I manage a friend of hers named Taina. Um, Taina is Emily B's daughter. Emily's oh yes, daughter. I manage her, <laughs> and uh, I work with probably you know twenty twenty five other influencers. So we wow. see like that black pony tea, all that uh, fashion over. Yo, you out here like look. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I put influencers with brands. So. I do everything from corporate stuff with Walmart, McDonald's, and Nike to, like I said, flat tummy tee, waist shapers, you know, <laughs> boutiques, anything. Yo. Like I, you know, I put people together. Yo, you you using that CAU degree to the fullest. Yeah, 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 nah, no doubt. No, no doubt. for real, you are. I mean, and I'm I'm the the hot dog factory and what you got going on over there. I'm I'm so in love with that. And uh, like I think that's like a, a really big ass baby that you got there. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's uh, that's what it felt like, man. I uh, you know, the first six months we was open, man. I opened the door every morning, and I locked the door every night, and I had to go to uh, LA for some um, some meetings for for a TV show at the time, and. I feel like a parent. Like, I don't have any kids yet. But I feel like a parent. Like, I was calling back to the, hey, what y'all doing? <laughs> On the cameras, like, yo, what's up? So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely my baby. Um, watching it grow over the last uh, year has been amazing. You know, um, I had the first two stores. Mm-hmm. And now we have 10 others. We work, we opening up New Jersey tomorrow. Um, in the past 60 days, we've opened... Uh, Perimeter Mall here in Atlanta. We've yeah, I saw opened. that. Um, Sugarloaf Mills here in Atlanta. Yeah, that's near Dolphin me. Mall here in Atlanta. That's an, the Sugarloaf Mills one is near me, so I'm so okay. excited about that. Okay, one. yeah. So we opened up uh, Marietta Square. Wow. We opened up uh, Houston, Brooklyn. Like this is all with probably like ninety days. Uh, day back to September, but yeah. Yes, this I'm year excited. alone. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. How? Okay. We got to get into it. Like, how are these franchises opening up like crazy like this? Um, well, it started well, 19. A lot of this is, is work that started, you know, um, you know, over a year ago. Uh, initially putting out the word that we were franchising and then people coming in and, you know, us taking a look at their background and then checking us out to see if it's something they really want to invest their money into. And, uh... You know, we meet, they come and taste the food, they, they see the culture, they, you know, they visit the stores, and, you know, we feel like we have a good, 
I guess chemistry and everything is yes. take it to the next level. You know, they pay their franchise fee, and then um, you know we start the process of site selection. Then um, we go build out. Then we go training, and then you know finally grand opening. You know, and we give constant franchise support after that, and you know help people Wait. out. And, So you're doing all that, like this is your franchise and you're, you and your corporation and everything, you guys are doing that. You? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I mean, now again, I'm a, I'm a piece of it. I'm, I'm just a piece of it. I know, I know, I know. Dennis McKinley, uh, he's the cat who initially jumped on everything and jumped everything off, so I gotta give him all props, um. For, you know, for allowing me to, you know, get busy and everything like that. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team of us, man. Um, African-American, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, it's an African-American-owned business. And, uh, nah, that's probably one of the most rewarding parts of it is, is, is having something that's That like, you're a part of. Because, yeah. no, I'm not even, even though when you said you're just a part of it, right? Yeah. If I had a dollar in McDonald's at the time, right. you know, when it was a part of it, like, you know, like, let's just keep it real, Rick. Like, a uh, being a part of a franchise that's continuing franchising, that's something major. So, how'd you, how'd you, you know, I don't want to get all in your business, but how'd you meet Dennis and how'd that go about? Um, Dennis was in the hair industry before this and we partnered together on Toya's hairline um, wow. Toya at the time and uh he had a spot called crew yes yes i was, love like, crew you got the influencers i know you got the people you know uh, put me in with some influencers and, and help with some marketing and all that and i would go to crew and kick it and one night my, i mean he was running around three-piece suit on he was running around Hitting tables up, running drinks, just just busting his ass. I was oh. like, if I can. But he was he was getting busy, and I put him to the side. I said, Joe, like you really working? And you know, I don't meet many people. I feel like work harder than me. And I was like, Yo, okay, he might got me. He this this really is, <laughs> you know boss, but he's like out working the workers. And I was like, Dog, this is yo, like, yo, that's that's and uh, that's like, real. I gave him his props, and a few days later, he came to me like, yo, you know, um, I got this opportunity. You got a couple extra dollars laying around, man. Maybe you should get involved with it. And I was like, say less. Let's, let's definitely do it. Because I've seen his work ethic already. I knew how he got down. I knew he got busy. So that's how, kind of how it started. But, um, yeah, that, that was that was kind of like the foundation of it. Wow. Mutual understanding of money. Yeah. <laughs> not only money, but, like, just the grind. You know, I think a lot of people want to be successful. They want to have the finer things. But they forget that things. part. They don't want work. Yo, I'm going to tell you this. My boy Rick, from, I've been there, I've been to your restaurant maybe three or four times. Yeah, yeah. Every time, you have either, you may, you may not take the order or, you know, you're not doing everything, but you have been in every part of whether it's been cashing out or running the food. Like you really? That's why that night I was like, "Yo, you you, you tired?" Like he was like, "I'm tired as hell." I'm like, like being in there because I can't focus on my other stuff. Like I'm in there, I could be taking a meeting or I could be trying to knock out some other kind of work, and I'll see a line kind of forming at the bar. So I'm gonna run in the kitchen. Yo, y'all good? Y'all need me to hop on the grill? Like or yo, 
what's up? Y'all get these orders? You know, I, I hate to see it. So wow. I try not to go in there because it's tough for me to, like, watch it not go. The way you want it. it. They might be handling it. It might be good, but I still see it, and I'll be like, hold on one second. So <laughs> I try not to go in there because I can't stay out of their way. They be like, yo. <laughs> they, they already be feeling some type of way because you the boss walking up yeah, in there. So they trying to be on their grind, and then you messing up their grind, trying to be more on the grind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Trust me. I've been a waitress before. I've been in the weeds. And I understand that word. I'm like, I'm in the weeds. <laughs> so, you coming in there is like, oh, messing everything up. But that is what I love when I see, like, even when, like, people that own restaurants and when I see them working, it's like, yo, you forget. These motherfuckers got to work too. Like, they, this their restaurant. It's a grind. It's their brand. Um, I think people a lot of times get caught up in this, like, I'm the boss. I'm a boss. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit don't matter, yo. Like, you could be the boss of some shit that's not quality. Right. You know, the customer service is whack. You know, um, it's this, I don't know, picture, image, whatever the hell. And it has, like, um, boss versus leader. There's, like, a boss is, like, kind of, like. The boss got to work, too, though. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he kind of in the back, like, pushing people front. And it's like at the other on the other side, the leader joint is like him in the front leading, like and he got the people he bring up. So I see that it's like, yeah, that's how I want to be. I, I want to be the one that um that has everybody, you know, letting them know like that. I want them, I want them to go home like, yo, this do do this. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing. what I'm supposed to be doing. So um, that's what it, I try to put. You know, that's true. Like that, I love yeah. that. Like what I was about to go into that next. Like Rick, what, what motivates you? Poverty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, New York, I love New York people. Like, they tell the truth. Like, <laughs> um, it's funny because everybody thinks I come from like this Theo Huxtable household. Everybody well, no, like Rich. Race, look, look, I'm going to call you Rick. But we, yeah. when we was at Clark, we called you Rich. Right, right, right. Because, <laughs> you know, it was a few selective ones that had right. money. So you was from Buffalo. Right. They automatically thought you had money because you were from yeah. the Bronx or right, right, right. from right. Yonkers or right, right, right. Harlem. It, it, it's, it's funny because everybody to this day, they think I'm like, I come from like this, this family, man. And the fact of the matter is, yo, I grew up on the east side of Buffalo. Um, Tell us about it. In, 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 in the, you know, I was born in the early 80s, but grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, and crack hit. When that shit hit, it was no different than Chicago. It was no different than Harlem. It was right. Compton. It was no, that shit hit, and it decimated entire neighborhoods. You was either selling or you was using it. And unfortunately, you know, my parents ended up on the side that was using it, you know? Wow. So, um, yeah, I was there, ground zero, you know? Um, I lost my pops when I was 16. He had left, you know, the drugs alone. By then, but you know, that took a toll on his health, and you know, right. I lost him Christmas Eve of '99. You know what I'm saying? Um, my mom, thankfully, she's still here with us. Um, I actually moved my mom and my family to Atlanta this past summer after my sister passed away um, back in February. But my mom, thankfully, still here. She actually 
then moved to my house. Like my mom's upstairs in the, in the desk room right now. <laughs> okay, mom. Uh, watching watching Jay Z videos. It's his birthday. She watching. Yes. Movies. Okay, moms. <laughs> I ain't mad at her. <laughs> yeah, but nah, but so so everybody you know always thinks that, and I'm like, damn, that's funny as hell. Cause like, nah, I come from like not much. So not wanting to go back to not having much scares the hell out of me. And mediocrity scares the hell out of me. Wow. You know, so, um, yo, when I don't feel like getting up, like I got a picture of the house I grew up in mm-hmm. on my um, screensaver on my computer. Okay. So every time, like, and it was it was messed up. It wasn't it wasn't a nice house. So every time I open my computer, it reminds you, and it's like, nigga, you don't want to go back to that. You don't want you don't want that feeling, you know. So. That's what motivates me. That's what pushes me. You know what I'm saying? My um my oldest niece has a one year old and you know, his dad is in the picture, you know, you got parents and stuff, but you know, I don't want him to ever even know what that feels like. I don't want him to ever know what that like, you know, I want him to be able to have the opportunity to do whatever. So that's what motivates me, you know. Oh that's yeah. beautiful. It really is because um, like I said, I've always I thought a little bit different. That's why I love doing this podcast because I really get to get intimate and see exactly what's going on with people. Yeah. So, like, I I was about to ask, like, what was your successes? But you basically explained some great successes. You moved your mom. My, that's my greatest success, man. You know, you always, well, I don't say you always, but people. No, but no, they do. I want to move my mom yeah. in our little quarters. Of my shit. Yeah. I want my mom close yeah. to me. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, you always got that dream of, like, retiring your mom. My mom yes. probably, like, 10 years ago, so I missed out on that. But, you know. She's retired, retired now. Yeah, I was able to take <laughs> her out the hub and, and put her in some comfortable. Beautiful. Shit to where she can, you know, she can, she can chill out. She don't want much, you know. She's want, you know, cable TV. Uh. <laughs> You know, Warmer weather from Buffalo, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that kind of deal and, and just still chill. So, I mean, that's probably my greatest accomplishment to date, you know. You know, I, I hope to have that's children beautiful. one day. And uh, that'll probably, you know, maybe eclipse that. But for now, with my moms and my sisters, my children, and giving them an opportunity as something better is probably the greatest success I've, I've ever achieved. Oh. Yeah. So, look, I mean, what... You know, what would you like to leave the next, you know, I wouldn't even say the next generation because I see what you're doing because you didn't already move your sister's kids yeah. up and you're, you know, you don't have kids right now, but I right. know you're going to have some soon. And. Look. The next generation, you mean like my children's generation? Or you mean like just the world, the next generation? Um, I would say, I mean, since you are really impacting the world, what would you like to leave that type of, you know, um, generation, I would say? Yeah, yeah I, I would like to, you know, for the world, man, I would like to, um, you know, make a mark on this popular culture. Uh, I've been involved in some things already with Turquoise Jeep, you know, with Toy and them, you know, we have TV shows and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. My yeah. boy Rick is a part of so much stuff. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> So, you know, it's always dope to have something to where, you know, you know, hopefully one day my children or their friends, whatever, can look back and be like, yo, that's funny as hell. Or watch an episode of 
you know, the family hustle or something like that. And I, and no matter how small it is, I got my thumb on that in some way. I got my, I got my, my, my way in that. So I want to leave behind good content, you know, um, I, you know, I, I got some plans for later on. So I, I hope to, you know, leave, leave behind some good content for people to, you know, enjoy and to teach and, to, um, you know, maybe people think, man, just, just remind people of, of, of a forgotten era because right. at 37, I look back like, damn, like everything is new. Like I never yes. thought it was a day when, you know, things wasn't like it was when, you know, I was growing up. So, uh, it's so different now, right? It's, 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 it's crazy. Like we thought what we was doing yeah. <laughs> was yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, That's um, so crazy. Leaving that, man, you know, for the next generation. And Rick, I mean, since you we talking about next generation, if it, I mean, the next little young Buffalo boy mm-hmm. that's coming up from Buffalo with with the, with everything going on in right now, yeah. I mean, yeah. what would you say? Because you are really you done moved, you done yeah. literally moved and shaped the world. Like, what would you say for that young them. black boy? Dream big, mm. like dream big as hell, you know. Because I did, and to, I look back now, and I'll be like, I don't even, want, I don't know what the hell even made me believe that the shit was um impossible, well, possible or obtainable or achievable, or whatever. So I don't even know how I did. It was God. I just always say God literally, you know, grabbed me by the back of my neck and wow, threw me to Atlanta. Because I got so many friends who. You know, was smarter than me, got better grades than me in school or whatever. It's and not even about that. They just didn't. You know, they didn't. You know, for whatever reason, they didn't. It didn't quite curl for them. But I would tell um, the next. You know, like I said, young kid in my shoes, your dream big, and then do the work that nobody else wants. That's the life hack. That's the hack. Like people don't realize that's the hack. Do the work nobody else wants to do. Nobody's willing to do. Um, you know, I got on. Passing out flyers. I was the dude in front of the club passing out flyers in my my, in my late teens, up through my twenties. And longer than I really planned on doing it, or that I wanted to do it. Like I started, I, I had started um, managing. I had an artist, like I said, named Stacko at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would go like I would be in LA at the BET Awards, letting you know, people know. No, I would be at the BET Awards kicking it like a big shot. I would be at Mr. Child with Jimmy Iovine and all that. <laughs> and all that. <laughs> that one really, you know, generating no bread at the time. So I still had my flyer company. My flyer wow. Company, and I would be back in Atlanta two nights later passing out flyers in front of the club. I had compound Tuesday night. What? So wait. Uh, look, I got to rewind that. So that's two totally different jobs right there. Two like you, yeah, like you was. Yeah. Because it's like I was seemingly on, but it wasn't generating no bread. So wow. Like no bread. You can't pay your bills with... With... with, you know, with yeah. Yes. With so I had to keep passing off flyers. Promotion. So like I literally, I was at Mr. So, so the BET Awards, this was probably 2007, I think. Wow. BET Awards. And this is when 50 had that record, um, Amusement Park. Out. Yes. With, yeah, know, I remember that. Park. So Interscope yeah. built this big um, amusement park in downtown L.A. And they had a party after the BET Awards. And then they had, no, they had, after BET Awards, everybody went to Mr. Childs and they went to the amusement park down the middle of the street. Anywho, <laughs> I'm in Mr. Childs and I'm at the table and it's all these people, man. And Mary J. Blige was sitting like right over my shoulder. What? The back of my chair is the her chair. What? 
And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be cool and shit. <laughs> I know you was. I know you was. Right. <laughs> and Lil' Kim came through the door. Oh, I know you wanted to fall out. We didn't see each other in a while. And they ran up and they hugged each other. I'm getting slapped with weaving. Like, <laughs> out like Lil' Kim made their blocks over my shoulder. Yeah. And two nights later, I was back in Atlanta passing off flies in front of the club. A very humbling experience. <laughs> humbling a motherfucker, right? Yo. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, yo, I did I did the work nobody wanted to do. You and did. I did. And I did it consistently. And I did it, I mean, well, you know, from what I, you know. So, But you I know what? Like, you know? I'm, I'm a true believer of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it says, you know, you work all day. You 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 play. It don't say it like that at night, but you know. But it's 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 like a labor. You know they they do their labor, and it has nothing to. It has all to do with even if you own the business or if you're working at the business. It has nothing to do with anything. And people don't realize when you are the owner, you have more work. They think. Which is crazy. They think the owner does nothing. The owner just sits there and makes money. I'm, I, trust me, I work, I've worked with a lot of people. I've worked for a lot of different crazy ass corporations and regular businesses where, and I love the small businesses. I love them. Because it's so up close and personal. You get to know the owner, their wives, everything they got going on. And they so quick to talk about people when they're doing that. I've worked for people who are in jail right now. I ain't going to talk about them. But they had a wonderful corporation at the time when I was working for them. Now they Fox News now. But what I say when I say behind that is the work that these people put in because I know they was there every day. They yeah, was in the mind. grind. Oh, oh, Fridays was that sellout. I'm a seller, so Fridays was that sellout day, and they wanted to pay people on Friday. Like, and it's a lot to not even just do the job to motivate your staff to keep the business running. And 100% let everybody know that's working with you that your shit is the shit because your shit got it. I mean, when you're the owner, you're the last to get paid. Everybody get paid before you. <laughs> and people don't know that. Yeah, you, you're the last to get paid, man. I mean, you know, you have somebody who is working check to check. They can't afford like a, oh, nah, um, this week we did bad. So you got to, you know, when, when, when you, when you, when we have franchises, man, and they go to open, we let them look. You need to have working capital for a good three to six months. Wow. In case you don't just pop come out the gate. Like, your employees, they got ready to pay. They expect they to get paid, paid right? Stuff. They got to get paid. So if you didn't sell a million hot dogs this week, they like, damn, that's messed up. Give my check. And that's what we're going to go on on this conversation with the franchiser because, yo, that's real right there. Because a regular working person, whatever they expect, if they get a $12 or $8, whatever they're getting paid by the hour. I'll give you a perfect example. This past, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, payroll went in on time. I was supposed to be on time. Everything right. was fine. And Black Friday, I get a call. Hey, um, you know, my nieces, I moved them and, and they worked at my store. Hey, um, 
you ain't get no direct deposit. I'm like, what do you mean? You ain't get no direct deposit. Everything's put in. Call my accountant. Hey, everybody ain't getting paid. What's up? He like, ADP says everything was submitted good. Right. Well, what happened was, I submitted what I needed to on time. ADP submitted what they needed to submit on time. But when they got to see banks, the banks wasn't pushing out the money because, you know, it's a it's a holiday. You know? Right, right. Long story short, people didn't get paid. And cats are sitting up here like, you don't get paid. Yo, I had to go in my pocket. And know, give here. them, did you have to reject the money? No, 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 no. I mean, I did it probably a, a, a bit more unconventional than most would do it. But I literally was like, okay, how much? Wow. My pocket, my pocket. Wow. You had to go in your pocket yeah, so they could yeah. be satisfied that day. Yeah, when your check cleared, you know, come out at your boy. But what? Today, you know, you got to pay, you know, you got People be crying. Yeah, you got bills. You got rent doing the first. You can't Nor should you have to. So, you know, it wasn't my fault, I guess, per se, but it happened. Hey, yo. But thank God that you had that extra bread to get it in because you already had what you was giving away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, look, man, here's your bread. You know, do your thing. And, you know, when you check, hit your account, you know, let me get mine back. But, <laughs> um, yeah, nah, nah. Man, I ain't trying to hear that shit. And, and, wow. And that make them look at me like, you know what, Rick is... Uh, uh, yo, you are an angel. Uh, like, in and some situations... It's their money. They work for that money. They entitled to that money. No, they but when money. there's you things know? that happen... Yeah. And there's things where it'd be like, okay, you still got to wait till Tuesday. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Okay, yeah, Everybody I can don't have to go money. in their pocket yeah. where it was already initiative to get to you in your bank. So you may yeah. get it Saturday or you may get it whatever day you may get it. But it was the holiday mm-hmm. weekend. That that alone was an extra, you know, extra thing. You- yeah. I, again, I can't have nobody like that on the strength of me. Man. I have to make sure that everybody has what they need. And, uh... Yeah, like I said, they show up for me, man. They yeah. Get I can't, I can't do nothing but come through for them. So, you know, again, that was yeah. So look, when it comes to the whole franchising thing, because mm-hmm. you kind of talked about it a little bit before, mm-hmm. do you have to do that? You don't have to do that with everybody you franchise with. When people do their own franchise and that's their business and they do their own thing, how does that work? So yeah, so basically, it works like you know. We own the actual name. We actually have the recipes. We have everything. Um, if you decide, hey, I like this. I want to get down with this. I want to use, you know, I want to run with this. Then, you know, you pay a, a fee. Okay. And that covers your, you know, usage of the name and all that good stuff, the logo, all that good stuff. Okay. If you need recipes, it gives you the training, it gives you the site selection, it gives you the support. And, you know, with site selection, we have a real estate team that will then say, okay, you know, Joy, you want to put one out there, Sugarloaf somewhere? Duluth. Cool, and we'll, we'll help Duluth, Duluth. right? We go, we go <laughs> find the perfect location, you know? And wow. Oh, so you that, have a team that does that as well? Yeah, 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 hell yeah, so... Um, he said, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah so, that's a lot. That's intimidating for somebody, man, like, who never did this shit before to go out and try to find commercial space. So, so I can't... I'm sorry to interrupt you. So I can't be like, I want it over here. You can. No, 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 no. You yay or nay. You can be like, I don't want that site. You don't have to take that site, but we're finding places where... Um, Location-wise, research-wise. Yeah, the median income is going to be correct. So it's some cats that can actually afford your hot dogs. Wow. 
know. Um, oh, you done did the research. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 totally, totally, totally. So, um, we do that, and then um, we actually, like I said, train you. You come for a week, and you train at, at my store, and then you train in the kitchen. What? And when you go to open, we come down there, and we train you again in your store, you know, so. So, y'all doing this franchise thing for real? Well, you have to because it's like this. If you come to my store, downtown Atlanta, you say, I love it. This shit is good. Then you go to Sugarloaf Mills Mall, you be like, that shit is trash. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a bad look. Or, oh, yeah, for the for the brand. Yeah, for the brand. Or like Pizza Hut. If Pizza Hut says tomorrow we're closing 100 stores nationally, that's whatever. We can't close one hot dog factory store because it's going to be catastrophic for us. Like, damn, they knew the game. They already closed the stores. <laughs> so we, have to, we have to give enough support to where Cats is going to be self-sufficient to be able to thrive and, and really execute. Wow. So, yeah, nah. We, 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 we Y'all done thought this thing money. through. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, when you play on people's money, man, sometimes your people bring in their life savings to you. they like, I want to invest. I believe right. God let me get That's beautiful. You can't play with it. No, but you, you, I mean, and it's all black owned. Let's not forget that. Yeah. So that's major. So that's, that's wonderful. You know, a lot of times, um, the brother man don't do right. I about to say, I about to say, I I, I ain't want to go there, but do you think the black man, do, do, do we need to get more into this? What's the problem? Like what's. What you do you know think? Because, look, you got me one to friend. I've been one to Chick-fil-A for a long time. Right. But, see, but I'd rather do a hot dog factory. But see, Chick-fil-A is different because Chick-fil-A... Like I ain't giving Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. There's too many of them. Well, you don't own your store either. You're like a well-paid manager. Oh. Chick-fil-A have it in the clause. They can boot you out anytime they want. You, you better tell store. us the difference between yeah. the hot dog factory yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and why you want your franchise. No, shout out to Chick Fil A. We ain't mad, but I ain't giving them no thirty thousand. But I give a little bit to your organization because you know I got my life savings. To, well, ain't life because I'm only thirty seven. But it's like what's. Yeah, no, they don't. You don't own yourself. You're like a well paid manager. But if they come to you, they like listen. We've been seeing your podcast. You out here talking crazy. Exercise that. Oh no, 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 no. Chick Fil A, get the fuck on. I don't even like that. I don't even like chicken. And my daughters know. I'm. I like Chick Fil A, but that's the the they can go. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. Real talk in this space, man. And business, black business as a whole, man. Yeah, because I would rather get a hot dog factory so I can have more ownership. Ownership, and it's, it's, it's just a different space. It's a different brand. Overall, man, we deal with, I deal in a lot of different businesses, man, across the board. With Toya, we have a, you know, publishing company. We have uh, the Bonnets. We have, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Okay, so the publishing, I'm sorry. Uh, the the I heard, so if somebody want to write a book, they could come to you. Yeah, so, um... You know, Toy and myself have published five titles. What? Five titles over the last five years. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, five years. Yo, Rick, you've been working, yo. I've been trying. So, so we published, uh, you know, the first outside book, I guess, quote unquote, we published was a This going to be my new manager, y'all. I'm going to let y'all yeah. know. But go ahead. But <laughs> so go ahead, Rick. We published, we published a <laughs> book, and then 
we're, we're looking to put some other people in 21. I mean, we had a lot of plans for 2020 and COVID, obviously. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Nah, so, um, but in all these businesses across the board, man, you know, I deal with black customers and, and you know, we're a black-owned company, man. And people automatically come to you like you on bullshit just because of how you look. Because you're black. And, and it's unfortunate, but I, but That's I fucked up. concerned because... Some people, some people, I'm I'm not, look, life, I've realized with dealing with black people and Mm -hmm. dealing with just us, life comes to us differently. We handle things differently than the rest of the world. So you may have something to 100% give your life to. Right. One thing could fuck us up when we done with that shit. I mean, it, it, that's just how we roll. Or it may be like, you know, we just roll with things differently. So I understand the whole I don't want to deal with black people stuff. It's but tough, we got to deal with black people stuff. stuff. I mean, but, 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 we, we got to. Correct. As black people that come correct, we don't, you know, I don't believe in just You're right. supporting anymore. Um, I don't believe in just being like, oh, you black, yeah, cool. I love to be able to um, support, you know, uh, black, especially small black business, especially in these days and times where COVID is tearing shit up and people's closing doors. I love for small black business, but you got to also come correct. Come with it. You got you got to come correct. I mean, I'm serious about it, and like I said, my nieces work for me. If my niece get a complaint on her. I'm on her ass. Mm-hmm. I don't care nothing about you being my family because at the end of the day, you're jeopardizing your business. Something so much bigger that yeah. affects so many people. And not even that, what you just said. My niece is working for me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that your niece is working for you and if somebody else comes with some bullshit, mm-hmm. you damn sure ain't trying to hear that. Because yeah, you like, so my niece right. is it, here. It gotta be right, man. It gotta be right. So, I mean, overall, I would, I, I'm... I'm happy that over the last 10 to 15 years, things have become so much more accessible. For instance, you know, a podcast, video, what you're able to do right, what we're doing right now. Yes. 15, 20 years ago, this shit didn't exist. It did not. It did not. Cameras and editing equipment. Hell no. Platform to push it out and distribution. Now you can literally create the content, edit the content. And do it how you want to do it. Do it how you want. This didn't exist. So I'm glad that the gatekeepers have been removed a lot. And you can now do different stuff. And you know, I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. You taught me so much about franchising. I'm glad that I was at, had access to a gatekeeper when it came to that. Because yeah. it's things that we don't know. Like, you, you made it plain and clear. Like, okay, if you're going to be a part of this... You got to follow their rules. You got to do this. 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 You're going to be a part of this. You got to do it this way. You're going to be a part of my business. You got to do it this way. Regardless of whatever you're going to do, whether it's going to be your own business, you still got to follow a protocol. You got to follow protocol, man. You got to follow protocol. Like, um, my nieces, man, they come to me always. And I tell them, I be like, look, they, you know, aspiring small businesses, you know, hair. They want to do their thing, right? Yeah. And I be like, listen, man. You know, I don't know if I can use the N word. I would say God. I about to say, do they listen to Uncle Rich? I, I one one does more than the other. You know? <laughs> but, um, I'll say, listen, man, you gotta be the little guy, and it's okay to be the little guy. 
until you could be the big guy. And then once you could be the big guy, it's on. But I mean, once you the big guy, you the big guy. You the big guy. Some rooms I walk and I'm the big guy. Some rooms I walk and I'm the little guy. And yo, it's a freedom in being a little guy. Like if you the little guy and you do it right, nobody sees you coming. If nobody sees you coming, cats ain't hating on you. Cats ain't working. You just you. yeah. I, the way I move, man, like I, I just started doing stuff like this, talking to you, like stuff like this. You been just recently open to it? Yeah, because. Yo, I've been moving around long. You, no, Rick, I can say that. Like, I know you. And I, yeah. you have been, I, I'm not saying you've been shy or anything right, like right, that. Right. But you've been on your own shit. You, now, you've always had an attitude on how you did what you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and from yeah. Brawley Hall, if y'all not right, coming right. in my room or whatever. Right. <laughs> Look, I know you from back in the day. Right, right. But it's nothing wrong with that aspect. But I get what you're saying when you're like, a lot of people are not open to giving and examining their life and what they got going on. And I, I that's why I so appreciate you being on my show because you're giving insight. At this point, it's important to me to um, share my, 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 my triumphs, my trials. Wow. That's not real good. I kind of put that together, kind of go. Yeah, but it is. You did, though. You did. My experience is to help other people, but yo, I also value being able to move low. Ain't nobody hate. Nobody. Sees, I'm not a threat to anybody. Nobody sees me coming. And then they look up and they're like, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got this. You got this. <laughs> like, oh shit! It's like who? Uh, who is this dude? Right. People kind of notice, and it's like, damn. I was kind of like, you know, nobody was. Nobody gave it. I mean, people still really don't care. It's, it's cats out here icy and, and some old shit. <laughs> hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Haters. Let me be low. Let me just do my little, my little thing. And I love it. Um, yeah, but yeah. you got to work. Yeah, and you're working. I mean, I, gi- I give you that. I, I'm not even going to lie. Like, 100%. So, we're going to kind of just have one more just question I want to ask you. Okay. Just between me and you. Why do you think black people need to get more into this franchising? Because I'm I'm seeing you. And um, I'm seeing what you started a few years ago. Li- literally growing. Right. I mean, this, this shit right here. I, I'm not going to say it seemed easy. But it seems very accessible. It and is, man. It, 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 is. it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go. No, I was just about to say, no, like, I'm how can we get more into this? Because, Rich, I, 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 Rick, I, 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 I'm calling you Rich now. That's the Lord talking. We calling you Rich. <laughs> but how do we get more into that? Well, I think, I think um, the first step, man, is... Being okay with not being the man or being like the top person. And I say that because, you know, a person may not have what's necessary in order to get in the game. You know, sometimes we don't have, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars laying around to follow a dream. But you know what you do have? You got a little bit or you got a network. And if well, you, you come know together with people around yeah. you. Yeah, hey, yo, you put up a little bit. You put up a little bit. You put up a little bit. Let's share the work. Let's share the percentage, and then boom, we got up. Okay, we got our money back, y'all. Oh shit! Oh, we made a little bit of money, y'all. Hey, let's do another one, and let's do another. Okay, let's put a group together. Okay, let's let let's let's let my auntie in. She got a couple dollars. 
okay, cool, let's let this cat in. He might not got no money, but he'll 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 work it. And that's some sweat equity right there. Don't be afraid to team up. Ooh. You know, a lot of times cats, man, feel like they want to grab all the glory for themselves. I'm here to tell you, I have a hell of a team, and I have, you know, like I said, Dennis McKinley, my partner, man, yo, he birthed me in this shit. I can't front. I can't front on him at all. Like, he, I didn't know nothing about none of this. He gave me the game. He gave me the opportunity, the platform, and... And what you was doing with promotions. Yeah. Y'all, y'all came together with it? Yeah, so yeah, he gave me the chance, and I just so happen to be someone who isn't afraid to work hard and, and get my hands dirty, and that worked for me. But, you know, I think that, man, if cats come together more, man, that shit sounds so simple, but it's so hard. So look, with this, when you talk about these cats coming together, Mm -hmm. I mean, how I, 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 how many cats coming together? As many as it takes. Wow, I heard that. So you get because it's all black owned. So you saying you and you got whoever and everybody you needed to get to get what you needed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, listen, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me, Rick. Rick, tell me. I mean, I know you like it's it's simple, but it's not. No, it is, man. But I mean, but, you know, cats is like cats can get out their own way. Everybody feel like they gotta be the fucking man. No, Everybody you're right. Gotta, no, for real. Right. Like a lot of people, there's teams of guys that could have been having businesses but fell out. Like, like what is it? <laughs> right. Um. Yo. <laughs> Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm <laughs> Yo, I, I see this shit all the time, man. You know, cats don't want to put the work in, and cats don't want to play their position. And, I, again, I'm not trying to ride my own jock or none of that stuff. I'm this, I'm not, I'm not, yo. I'm thankful, <laughs> I'm so blessed. <laughs> but one of, my, one of my biggest strengths has been I know how to play my position. Ooh. Like I'm, like I said, I'm not always the man. Like I'm the little guy. The little guy sometimes in some rooms. And yeah. yeah, and I'm cool with that. But do I get paid at the end? I get paid at the end. Okay. Hey, little guy, it is. Even I'm, I'm willing to pay. I'm play, pay, play. Any position play on the field, if it means we win it. Sometimes I'm a quarterback. Sometimes I'm a receiver. Sometimes I'm a kicker. Sometimes I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, a damn tackle, a guard, or whatever. Sometimes I'm sitting on the bench. I'm going to play. <laughs> I gotta play for us to win, yo. Like, I want to win. I just want to win. Yeah. Yeah, so. God is good. That's, I, 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 and he, and it's crazy how you just kind of explain that. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, everybody I have on my show or kind of backstage with me, even when I'm backstage by myself, it just lets us know that they got something totally different going on than what we got going on. And it's, God is the greatest. And I'm thankful for every opportunity from, from getting accepted to Clark to being able to get my loans approved to go to Clark. <laughs> um, not because all of it was... was, <laughs> was it set you up. Yeah, she was touch and go, man. I mean, how many people did we go to school with that, you know... Man, that left that same semester. Yeah. So you know, I mean, like... Listen. No, not even that, like, Rick... Like I said, I, I really appreciate you being on my show, and I really appreciate everything that you do. I mean, 
I support, I try to, you know, I, I do my CAU thing and everything and whatever anybody got going on that I know, I definitely want to be some, a part of. I will tell people about it. Yeah. I mean, but that hot dog I factory, I didn't even have to, like. Publicly, let me thank you because every time I have an event, I look up and you coming in to join. There's something that's covered. Like, homecoming year after year, I have a, I have a Thursday night event, you there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I, um, I, I love hot dogs. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Support. <laughs> right. I am a right. Chicago right. queen, and when it comes to hot dogs and polo sausages, I'm going to show up. And, Rick, I love you. Like, you are my homeboy. We go back from yes. them brawly steps with them long black. Almost 20 years. Man, we've been rocking for a long time. 20 years. So, I mean, but thank you. You always um, support it. You come through. You don't ask no discount. You pay the bill. Yo, I appreciate you, like, because... You know, we, we, we need that. We all need that base. We all need that support, man. You always show love. So when he was like, did I come through through this? I was of course. Like, of course, of course. Oh, you kisses know? are to you. Thank you. Thank I you. really Thank appreciate you. it. I, I love that. Oh my God, you're going to bring me to tears a little bit because I love what we do and we do some great things. And I think I've been telling you like from the get go, like, you doing your thing over there, Rick. Like, I'm trying, look, I'm, look, I'm trying to get your phone number, but I'm <laughs> you, you got a new girl and new uh, whatever you got going on all the time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something. You know, I, again, I'm trying to be focused. Uh, yeah, nah. I'm nah, for real, but nah, I appreciate it. And we look, look, we gonna end this podcast. Look. <laughs> Cause I don't talk. I told him only a, like forty five minutes, but we are going into like almost an hour. But no, listen, Rick listen, is listen, great listen. conversation. Like, no, it's all good, man. Whenever I can help and support, please man. give us your IG, your um, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. everything. How so can I we get in contact with you? Instagram Sperry Park CEO S P E R I Y Park. CEO, that's the park um, across the street from my house. People be calling me Rick Sperry, like Sperry yes. or something. It's not. Sperry uh, <laughs> Park is, is, is the park across the street from my house. So it's like my hood. So I go shout out to my hood where I grew up. Oh, okay. Um, that's where that Sperry come from. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sperry Park CEO. I named my production company Sperry Park Productions. Wow. That, so I just made myself Sperry Park CEO on Instagram. But yo, nah, man. I mean, um, yo, I. Thank you for having me. Um, like I said, God is the greatest. Taking it one day at a time and trying to execute. Anybody who want to talk franchise or anything like that or um, yes. build, man, let me know. And uh, I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening to me. Yeah, and if you guys want to help invest in my Duluth location of Hot Dog Duluth Factory, let's get it. please um, send me money. Look, we're going to do a Duluth location. And when we put it up, what happened? Crazy. When. What happened was we found a location, we found a perfect spot, and the location fell through. And everybody was always on Instagram like, "What is the loot coming? What is the loot coming?" Yo, call me. Look, I got my father. I, I ain't even listen off the record. My father does his own company shit. I don't want a coffee shop. I told him, right. I don't want a coffee shop. Call me if you need a little investment in the loot. Look, I'm trying to get paid and leave a little something for my kids. 
That's a fact. Look, That's we can fact. talk about this, Rick. I, I got I got a little forty fifty thousand stash. Look, this between us. I, trust me, this ain't gonna get posted. <laughs> no, it's not getting posted. I promise you, I'm cutting that part. But no, call me for real. Seriously, like I can do a hot dog factory, but it's the workers and all that other shit you talking about. I'm not doing that. So you are gonna have to get me in that mode. <laughs> You got to get me in that mode, but I got a 14-year-old daughter that can help me, and I got, you know, other family members that can help me. I'm just, I've, I've worked, I've, I'm tired, Rick, but I will see what I can do. <laughs> yes, we got, trust me, I'm going I'm to call you. Look. Yes, I may come down there tomorrow. Look, look, look. Good night, y'all. Let me get up off this. Um, <laughs> good night, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs>